All right, we're bringing Sunday into Monday. Hope all is well with you as you're tuning into the Heart to Heart podcast. My name is Nick Miller, the lead pastor of Core Church, and we're here to just have a heart to heart discussion on this past Sunday's message surrounding freedom. And so this is episode one, folks, and there is no better way to start this podcast than to have my beautiful, amazing, incredible wife, Emily, on the podcast to host with me. How are you, babe? I'm feeling good. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm excited about this too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this has been on our heart for quite a long time to yeah. really start a podcast and have an incredible conversation with people. And, you know, the whole the whole purpose behind this is to really, Emmy and I get this privilege of having so many wonderful conversations with people, really having great dialogues with people week in and week out. And we just wanted yeah. to make sure that we can share that with everyone. And so, uh, so many guests to come, but again, I'm so honored to start this with you, babe. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and so we are talking about our series today. I'm here. And it's, it's different, different now. now. It is different now. <laughs> it is different now. And, and this is week two of the series. Yeah. And we talked about how the fact that where we are, there is freedom for the captives. And so I just kind of wanted to, uh, what we're going to do week in and week out is we're just going to catch what you think, what you feel, what you gathered from the message, and probably wrap up with any questions that you may have for your awesome, handsome oh, yeah. husband, Let's pastor go. man. And so <laughs> <laughs> you're my favorite preacher, babe. I know sometimes you don't feel that way. Way, but you are. <laughs> I, and, and listeners, you can't tell, but I'm blushing really hard right now. <laughs> and so, babe, I wanted to ask you anything that you thought from this past week's message. We were talking about Moses leading the Israelites out of slavery and just wanted to gather anything that stuck out to you and, and, and changed your, your perspective on things going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I thought this was so powerful and it really personalized it for me. I think that mm. we read this story, this amazing story about how Moses was sent to set the Israelites free, but we don't take it in a way of how God is sending us oh, yeah. to set the captives free. Yeah. And I literally wrote in my notes this week, I wrote, I am sending you, Emily, yes. just as a reminder to me that, you know, yes, Moses was sent mm. to do this amazing thing and walk this journey with these people, yeah. but we ourselves, we are going to be sent. We are being sent now I love that. to set people free mm. and to walk with that kind of authority is different. That's yes. just hits different. It, it feels is. different. It looks different. Mm. And it's so important that we remember that, that we acknowledge it and that we live that way. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's a crucial thought to have. Uh, so often we read the Bible and we read accounts about different characters, different leaders within the word of God. And we think that only they can do that. But really, we really emphasize the fact that Jesus gave us a mission too. Jesus yeah. empowered us too. Jesus has things for us to do too. And that's not just this, this movement, this spreading of the gospel isn't just left up to perfect, amazing biblical characters. No, no, no. We carry the mission yeah. forward too. Yeah. And I think too, you kept saying over and over, let my people go. Just as he said it to Pharaoh, just as Moses said it to Pharaoh, you kept repeating over and over, let my people go. And how often do we get in a work situation with someone who's an unbeliever mm. or even a family member, we get in an argument and maybe we get angry at them or maybe we say, Hey, they're just, you know, they're not a believer. They're, they're not, stuck. they don't get it. Yeah. But why aren't we saying to the devil, let my people go? Yeah. Like, why don't we fight that way 
for them. Yeah. I mean, that was a, a heavy reminder for me because I encounter that and it's so easy to react, so easy to get angry. It's so easy to even sometimes question God. Mm. But instead, we should be talking to and telling the devil, yeah. let my people go. Yeah, I, I think, and, and maybe this struck you as well, but I said at one point during the, the sermon that uh, it wasn't the Israelites who went into Pharaoh's court. It was Moses. Yes, yes. It was Moses who spoke on behalf of those who were enslaved. Yeah. And uh, how much power that is, how much how much that would change our spiritual warfare. We talk all the time about spiritual warfare. You yes. know, we're, it's not all in the physical. We're, we're fighting the powers, the principalities, the authorities of, of the unseen. Yeah. And, and how powerful it would be when we're facing confrontation, when we're, when we're meeting people who might not believe and right. even family members who just seem lost, whatever it is that they're going on, uh, if we can start going into the, quote, the court for them and start right. speaking on their behalf. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah. I think that's incredible. And we have to know that we have that authority and that power to do that. Mm. And like I said, you may have family members, you may have close friends, you may have coworkers, and we got to fight for them. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I love that. Now, now, how, how do we, how do we talk with people who are lost? How do we lead people who are lost? How do yeah. we share? How, how do we, cause I, I think sometimes we get discouraged because we try all of these conversations. We spend the time with people where we relationally invest yeah. in people and yet we're not finding any headway. Mm. Is that an authority problem? What do you think that is? You know, I, I do think it is because here's the thing. If you if you read that story and you acknowledge that Moses was an imperfect person who had a past, yeah. who also had a stutter, he yeah. had a speaking issue, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't even want to do it because of the speaking issue. Like what a small thing to try to it, and get in your way almost or let you get in your own way mm. of, of having this speaking issue. So God wants to use us as imperfect people, but that's a mindset shift. That's mm -hmm. a heart shift that we have to understand. You know what? I may be imperfect. I may have a past. Some people may try to bring that up against me. Mm. Some people may try to say, well, you can't do that because whether you have a speaking issue, a physical ail ailment, maybe you're too young, too old, yeah. they're always going to try to bring this stuff up. You even mentioned that yeah. before, yeah. but they're going to try to bring these things up. So we've got to be ready. We've got to stay go, right? Stay. Stand firm. Hey, come we got to stand firm in who we are <laughs> and know that we are rooted in God's DNA, that yeah. he's our father, mm. that he is literally given us everything that we need. Yeah. Yeah, I love this thought. I'm really excited, and I just want to encourage everyone, like, go to the four corners of the earth. You can reach yeah. a nation that's different than I can reach. Yeah. Emily can reach a nation that's different than I can reach, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And so wherever we step our foot, there's going to be freedom for the captives. Yeah, amen. Yeah. I love it. I, I feel like that's so simple. Yes. Wherever we step our foot. There's freedom for the captives. And so I don't know who's on your heart. I don't know who, again, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you have family members, loved ones. I don't know if you have friends, employees, coworkers that are on your heart from this message. But I just want to, again, remind you, wherever you step your foot, there is freedom for the captives. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, Em, uh, I want to offer this to, again to each and every guest. And this is what I get so often whenever I have phone calls with people around church. Do you have any questions for me as a pastor? It can be questions about the sermon. It could be questions about uh, personal life. It could be questions about the Bible. Anything that, yeah. that you may have come up this Sunday, any questions that you may have for me that I can just answer for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you brought up um, in, in the message 
uh, you talked a little bit about intercessory prayer. And a question that we get a lot and that I've heard often is, you know, obviously when we're talking about intercessory prayer and talking about praying for maybe our unbelieving family or friends Mm. or coworkers or whatever it is, we know we can't change their will, right? We can't, we can't force them uh, to, to change that. However, what is intercessory prayer going to do for that person? Yeah. So, so to put it, to put it very plainly for those who, uh, intercessory prayer is a super churchy word. (laughs) You know, if you're walking on the streets and being like, I want to intercede on your behalf. (laughs) I grew up that way. Take me back to my Pentecostal roots. See, my, my debaucherous way would have been like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So, so intercessory prayer is a, is a really churchy word for the fact that we're just praying on behalf of others. And sometimes, sometimes people don't know how to pray for themselves. Sometimes people don't know how to go to God. Maybe they're totally away from God and don't even have a a belief in him or, or nor do they want to know him. But what we can do is we can go and, and pray on their behalf, stand in the gap for them and, and petition and request and ask of God to move in mighty ways. And so this comes in so many various forms. Uh, this Sunday we talked about, we talked about interceding for people and praying for the lost. And so, so as we said in the message, I'm here, let my people go. Yeah. And, and so, and so we have the ability, we have the ability, like if your friend or if your family member is lost, you have the ability to go to God and say, Hey, I need, I need some breakthrough for my son. Hey, I need some breakthrough for my grandma. Yeah. She is lost and she is not knowing where to go. Can you show up in her life? Right. And so we can, we can pray for breakthrough for the lost. There's a couple things that, that go through my mind. You know, the, the scriptures say that, um, the scripture says that the harvest is plentiful, and he says for us to pray that the harvesters would be sent out. There's scripture that talks about how, you know, God is patient, not as we understand patience, but he wants all to come to know him, right? And so there's 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 power in praying for those who don't even believe. Yeah. There's different intercessory prayer as well. You know, there's prayer that happens when we when someone's in the hospital and they're hurting and they might not even be a believer, but we send people out to go and pray for them so that way they may be healed or they may take their next step into total healing mm-hmm. and victory, right? Um, there, there might be prayer for people who are looking for wisdom and guidance. There might be prayer for people who are looking for provision, right? And God's blessing over yep. their life. And so we, we basically, what intercessory prayer is, is us standing in the gap for those who might not know, for those who are down at the moment. I'll give you an example of, of one of my favorite intercessory prayer moments. There's this moment in the book of Acts where Peter is in jail for preaching the gospel. And he falls asleep. <laughs> he falls asleep, and this beautiful thing happens where everyone else in the church stays awake at this one house and is constantly praying on behalf of Peter. And all of a sudden, the, wor- the earth starts to shake, and the-, the prison doors come open, and he's let out, and he walks back into the house. He knocks on the door, and this little girl shows up, and he's like, uh, hey, I'm Peter. And she's like, no, you ain't. And she goes back <laughs> in. But that's the power of prayer. This man was sleeping. This man wasn't even praying. This man wasn't even aware that God was doing something crazy. But there's people back home, people not in the situation that Mm. are changing the situation. Yeah, I think one of my favorite scriptures to pray 
is in uh, Colossians 1, 9, where it says, we have not ceased to pray for you Come that on. your eyes would be open to the calling on your life. Yes, yes. And I, I always tell people if they're, if they're praying for someone to, to just taste and see how good God is, that yeah. that scripture is powerful to pray over their life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that intercessory prayer is going to be an incredibly powerful part of setting yeah. the captives free, yeah. an underestimated part of setting the captives yeah. free. Babe, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and talking about yeah. how the personal call to lead, the personal call to let the people go and then the question about intercessory prayer, a churchy word, but something that we need to get a greater understanding yes. of. So, And thank you so much for joining today. Of I, I appreciate I it. it. Hey, before we wrap up, I just have a couple announcements next week. You don't want to miss it. We got week three of I'm Here and... It's, it's different, different now. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm here and it's different now. And next week, I'm really excited. We're talking about where you are, there will be worship. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's going to be good. I said something. I had a little little sneak peek. I don't know if you caught it this week. I said, uh, Moses, he said, let the captives go. Yeah. They they were released, and that freedom was immediately followed by worship. Yes. Come on now. That should move us to respond with so, worship every time. We're... Oh, oh, this next one, this Let's next go. one. That's going to be good. Story of Daniel. Here we go. Uh, where you are, there will be worship. And then, uh, hey, a little bit of announcement. I know, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but October 14th, 2022, we got date night. Date night. I'm really excited. If you are married, engaged, and you want to learn about marriage and how to walk this life together in such a beautiful way, this is the event to get to at the church, 7 p.m., October 14th. We will see you there. And until next time, you better believe it, baby. 